Welcome to the 1947 Projection Podcastination initial outpouring into your earhole of this, the launching of this podcast. Yes, it's from the past, only it's from the future. And that's why we're here to tell you about your future, where you're going to spend the rest of your life, unfortunately. But at least you get to spend it with us. We being... Nathan Marsak here as one of the uh, members of the 1947 Project team, here with... Kim Cooper and some of our fellow Blogistan members. And esteemed colleagues. That would be Crimebo the Clown. Hey! Ms. Mary McCoy. Hello. And, equally Ms. Joan Renner. Hello. And we're so happy that you came to spend your time with us when you could have been doing almost anything else. And we're also happy that you... Our listening audience have come for this, this initiary podcast. I still don't know what the hell a podcast is. Kim has uh, not been able to explain. It has something to do with becoming pod people and yelling, you know, they're all pod people and then a big truck full of the pods and it's in like Monrovia. No, 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 no. They're like pea pods and they are heritage varieties. And uh you'll find that that they're, they're quite tasty, especially with, you know, warm things. Warm things. You know, steaks, slaws. Okay, loads. all you out there in pod land. It's all about warm things tonight, so settle in and uh, gather yourself some uh, <clears throat> warm things from your from your hearth to your heart as we uh, settle in and uh, hear all about some kooky stories that have happened in the last uh, couple of weeks, and uh, there's going to be plenty of entertainment, and uh, hear about some events uh, forthcoming, upcoming, uh, both through the past, Present and future of the 1947 project, esoteric and uh, what else, Kim? Isn't that enough? No, no, no. Well, there's singing and dancing, but I don't know that there'll be uh, well afterwards and cake. You might know us from such blogs as the 1947 project, where we've uh, at this point gone through two and a quarter years of the uh, historic Los Angeles Times. First we went through all of 1947, crime a day, and then this little guy here got into his car and he drove to all the crime scenes, picked fights with the neighbors, stole roses, uh, (laughs) broke into school cafeterias and took photographs, which Mm. I'm pretty sure is a federal offense, Mm -hmm. and um, generally bragged about it. Acquitted. Acquitted well, I might say. (laughs) And uh, then we did 1907, and gee, that was nifty. That was swell. I got to wear big, high starched collars, and uh, you got a terrible rash. Not acquitted, um, and uh, and now it's 1927. It's Coolidge America, ladies and gentlemen, all over again. And and for some reason, the blog has been infested by females, which is really quite wonderful. And they're they're kicking up their heels and 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 yelling, "Oh, you kid!" And I saw their knees all of them. <gasps> Stop flapping, you 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 flipper driving flappers, you. <laughs> <laughs> so, without any further ado, I think we should look back at the last two weeks of the 1947 Project blog and uh, talk about some of the more oddball tales that, well, that we told. Because, hey, not everybody can read, but you've all got ears. Yes. Oh. What are some of the tales that oddballed these last, uh, this last fortnight? Well, perhaps we'll all uh, cram through our notes here. Well, you know, we had the anniversary of the Bath Township explosion. I was just going to ask you about that. That yeah. was disturbing. That was very Enormously disturbing. Disturbing. Perhaps the most um, 
the, well, the highest death count of, of any school disaster. And, you know, every time people run amok in schools, you get these flapping-jawed, talking heads on the newfangled television sets who say, this is the worst disaster in American scholastic history. But um, 1927, Bath Township, Michigan, a gentleman named Andrew Kehoe, a school board administrator who was batty as a bat cake, Decided How bad he was he? <laughs> Pretty bad, let me tell you. I told you there'd be cake. <laughs> mm. No, he was uh, one of these guys who had a visit from the bank, and they said they were going to take his farm, and he was quite cranky about that, and rather than, you know, doing the reasonable thing, selling all of that equipment in the back 40 and, and paying for his mortgage, he instead broke in, well, he didn't actually break into, he, he had the keys. He was the school uh, janitor in addition to a number of other positions. It was a very small township. And so he started planting explosives in the basement of the new, high, uh, the new elementary school, which he believed the taxes uh, drawn on the community for the construction of this school, because of course in 1927, people were moving away from the one room schoolhouse model he blamed the school and the school children for his financial difficulties. And on this wonderful day of May 18th, 1927, he killed his wife and uh, put her body in the wheelbarrow and he tied all of his animals into their... <laughs> it's just awful, I'm sorry to laugh. Uh, he tied all the animals in, in their little barn homes and uh, burned the whole thing to high creation and then he went to school. And uh, had the entire thing blown up as planned, he probably would have killed every child. But as it was, mm. he managed to kill 45, 45 people. And uh, he drove up and watched the destruction, as, you know, anyone would want to do, having created this an, an enormous conflagration. And when people came over to his car to see what was what, he fired a shot into a bunch of dynamite in a bunch of metal in the back seat and created a huge cluster bomb. Guy's an artist. <laughs> That's how he killed the school superintendent and blew off the postmaster's legs. <laughs> oh, God. You're all so callous. <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> Why did you want to vlog with us anyway, Mary? <laughs> So that's the bath school disaster. She wants to learn from us. Yes, that's right. You can't, you can't spell lurid without lur. No, that's a good one. I'm going to save that. I'm going to put that one under my pillow. I want to wake up with that story. You can keep that one. That's a good, that's good breakfast reading. Well, Mary, if, if you are so uh, distressed by, by the, the content of that story, perhaps yes. you'd like to share something a little more lighthearted. Oh, lighthearted. Well, just thinking about, you know, Paris Hilton's going to jail soon. And hey, who never. can't enjoy that? I know everyone can get behind that, but especially, <laughs> especially <laughs> in jail. Yeah. Oh, she stepped on my joke. <laughs> but I was going through the newspaper. Wait, we all know Paris. I'm yes. sorry. It's more like a stick in a trash can. I'm sorry. It's just. <laughs> no one can see my hands moving, but um. No, it's fantastic. Horrifying. Anyhow. May 16th in the papers, I saw the um, another young heiress getting into trouble out in Beverly Hills. It was Rosabelle Lemley. Is that how you pronounce their name? I'm not an Angelino. Lemley. Lemley, okay. Lemley. So Rosabelle Lemley, the only daughter, daughter of Carl Sr., was speeding through Beverly Hills again. She was going, I think, 45 and a 30. And was pulled over by Officer McBain. And she told he asked her why she was speeding. She said, I'm off to the dentist. And unfortunately, she'd used that excuse on him twice before. 
And so he said to her, Ma'am, I advise you to have all your teeth pulled out and present this speeding ticket to the Justice of the, of the Peace on the 23rd. So he was tired of playing the chump. And How long Rosabelle... did it take until he got fired, I wonder? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see anything about that. But um, she did pay her ticket. Paid her debt to society. And, uh, yes. Just like Paris will. Just like Paris will. Yeah. <laughs> I remember we had a story in the 1907 project, I think, about that. A man who showed up in court with an explanation for drunkenness, and it was that he had a toothache. And he was told that he was going to have to come back with the tooth if he wanted to get off. Yeah. Which he did. <laughs> Which he did. He had to go get it pulled, and he, he came did. back, and he, and, he, and he unwrapped this bloody piece of gauze, and he showed it to the judge. And, and it came with a note from the dentist saying, thanks for the business. Thanks for the business. <laughs> and there was this horrible pulled molar, and, oh. and he got out of having to, uh, you know, work the chain gang. And, hey. Fair trade, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Sure, tooth. Yeah, I tried pulling the Tooth Fairy gag once, but uh, I got caught. And uh, it wasn't pretty because uh, you, th- you see these? These pearly whites? Yeah, yeah. Stole them off an old lady. <laughs> I know that Tooth Fairy gave me a nickel once for a whole bunch of dentures that I got out of the old folks' home that was down the street. Nathan, you had, Those you, wood ones are good. You had an interesting animal tale for us. Oh, my yes, goodness. yes, yes. yes. Oh, those, those nasty animals, yeah. No wonder he, uh, no wonder Kiho tied up all those animals and lit the whole thing on fire. Yeah, there was this... had a nice title, too. <laughs> yes, Hakuna Matata, my ass. The Lion King. <laughs> King of the jungle. Well, lions, you know, some call lions man's best friend, but you have hated and feared them all your life. Sorry, that, that was a nod to, uh, thrilling, chilling sounds of the haunted house. Um cat named uh, Gordon Standing, that's my bad pun for the day, was a uh, uh, an actor. He, he had uh, been working out back east. He had been in D.W. Griffith Pictures, for example. And he'd, he'd come out west to, like, hit Hollywood. But, uh, you know, you, you never work with, uh, you never work with uh, animals and children. Um, and in this, you know, children being worse, of course. But in this, this case, he was working with animals. And uh, so he was out at the Selig Zoo. Now, if you know the Selig Zoo, that's out in... Uh, Lincoln Heights. What are you talking about? Like we're not in Lincoln Heights? <laughs> <laughs> we're actually in Lincoln Heights at this very moment. We're actually broadcasting right now from the Selig Zoo. Right here under these fabulous elephants. And um, so he's, uh, he's minding his own business. He's, he's, he's shooting this, uh, this, this cheapie for Rayograph uh, called uh, King of the Jungle uh, with his old buddy Elmo Lincoln. And Elmo Lincoln, famously known as the first Tarzan, actually uh, portrayed the first Tarzan ever. Um... Minding his own business uh, with this uh, with this crummy lion that they rented from Gay's Lion Farm. Well, I guess he resented being called a crummy lion. Anyway, so uh, uh, Gordon Standing, of noble acting stock, um, whose cousin was you know Wyndham Standing, famous actor and stuff like that. Anyway, he he had like put on a beard, uh, and I guess the lion no longer recognized him, and he pounced. <laughs> Everybody make the lion noises. <laughs> Blood everywhere and 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 death and and egesta, thank you and, uh, and 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 veins in the teeth and and skull parts and everything like that. oh it was fantastic and uh, so long long story short um, spent an agonizing night with uh, blood shooting everywhere in uh, General Hospital and uh, didn't make it so. And of course, you know they're not going to like shoot the lion. You know it wasn't the lion's fault. It was a valuable piece of property, so they they patted the lion on the head and they go, uh, "What are you going to do?" So, lion had a good snack, 
They mull. That's what they mull. That's, that's what, what they do. do. Um, Gordon Standing had a good dirt nap, and uh, everyone went back to work. They finished the cereal. Um, <laughs> the lion had Gordon Standing cereal for breakfast. Then the uh, ultimately uh, king of the jungle cereal. No match for uh, for the king of the beasts. Well, you know, it's funny, funny you bring that up because we've been making homemade cat food for our cats, and uh, you have to put a little bit of cereal content in there with the understanding that that's what would be in the stomach of their prey. That's absolutely correct. So perhaps they were underfeeding that lion. You know, the Seligs were notoriously cheap. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. And you have to get a little, little Gordon standing. In all of this. In all of this. Yeah, I do remember, though, when I was a little toddler, my father showed up to pick me up at uh, preschool, and he had shaved his beard during the day, and I would not go home with him. So I, I kind of see where the lion's coming from. He had to call my mother, and my mother had to tell me that it was okay to go home with the strange man. And I still wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. I've met your father, I know. <laughs> I wouldn't go home with him either. Because parts of me wouldn't be coming back. Oh, did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. Bad crime, Bo. Bad. <laughs> I went home with your father once. Oh, God, that's another story oh, altogether. Dear. I went home with yours once. <laughs> I know. I've got pictures. Joan, um, yes. why, don't, why don't we hop the pond and just, <laughs> yeah. just forget this ever happened? Yeah. You, you had a, a delightful story from Paris, I don't France. think we can ever forget this. It's burned into my memory bank right now. You know, the, all the stories that happen don't always happen in L.A., uh, when I looked at May 21st, 1927, the biggest news in the world on that day was that Lindbergh had arrived in Paris. And I thought, well, that's a, that, that's a wonderful story, of course, but where's the hook? Where's the twist? Isn't there anything that's going to be in there that's a little different? You know, just that he made it, that's wonderful, and it was exciting, but I was looking for something else. And buried in the story somewhere was this great... Little, this little bit about a group of French people who'd found this American guy on the ground. He'd been trampled. He was all rumpled. His hair was all messed up. And they thought, it's Lindbergh. And so they pick him up and cart him off. And they were going to take him to see the American ambassador to France, Myron Herrick. And so they, they lift him. They're shouting, it is he, it is he. Of course, they're shouting this in French, but I won't do that to you. Hmm. And so they're carrying him off, and they, they carried him for a distance and up some stairs where the American ambassador to France was waiting to greet Lindbergh with a group of other dignitaries. Lo and behold, he takes one look at this guy and realizes <laughs> this is not Lindbergh. Not Who even was, after staying up for two days. No, no, Jesus. no. Oh, no. God, it's Judge Crater. Yes, <laughs> not even after staying up for two days and not even after, forget how they put it rather discreetly, that there was a bag of stuff in Lindbergh's plane. So, I mean, to use your imagination, uh, sir. Um, dirty laundry. Yes, je comprends. And so, yeah. But, so they real, so Herrick was the one who realized that this guy was not Lindbergh. The crowd immediately lost interest in him once it was communicated <laughs> that he was not Lindbergh. And, and they're, they're saying, you know, mon dieu, merde, you know. So they, they just, they... Pitch him to the ground and the run off. Him. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is it. You are not say you are not Lindbergh. Boom, and off they go, running off in search of the real guy, who meanwhile had been spirited away. That's my pun for the day. Yeah. Okay, he'd been spirited away um, by some French pilots into a waiting car, and they were already on their way to Paris. 
And so I, there's, I couldn't find any record of what happened to the faux Lindbergh or who he, who he was or whatever happened to him, but there he, there he sat at Herrick's feet for a little while until the real Lindbergh now, was are, produced later. Are we 100% certain that he wasn't American? It wasn't Bruno Hauptmann, was it? Oh, that would have been a nice little, nice little twist. No, no, no. Well, actually, we're not sure because history has not recorded his name. He could have been anyone. But I think he was, I think he was reported as yelling, I'm not Lindbergh. <laughs> Put me down. Not, I am not Lindbergh with a German accent. Well, so. that, took, that took a lot of gall. Yeah, it, yeah. If you want to be frank about it. If you it. want to be Franco about it. Sorry. I'm glad you said it. Uh, <laughs> you made me do it. But, you know, you, you did mention Franks. Yes. And it's been a big week for Franks because Frankie the Fire Goat made his first public appearance this week. Oh. With the Ashettes. Yes, With the Ashettes. And now we much, must thank Bella Beretta for putting together the Ashettes on such short notice. We said, we've got, a, we've got a fire goat. He's ready to appear at the Griffith Park Community Council meeting to make uh, a plea for bringing managed goat grazing to the hills of Griffith Park. Because, you know, we're not just about murder and blood and guts and wackiness here. We're, we're also preservationists. And we would really like to see the park not burn every year so um, yeah do you know how hard it is to do violent crime in a park that's already been burned of foliage there's nowhere to hide i mean come on people wake up where are people like me supposed to go los angeles national forest <laughs> it's way too rural the nearest liquor store is, is 30 miles. I know exactly where it is. It's at the top of the two, just before you turn Tell me about it. It's like ridiculous. You go in there and you get your park pass. But anyway, <laughs> the point is, we had Frankie the fire goat, and he had a lovely little fire helmet that his ears stuck out of. Aww. Yeah. Really, really cute. And then we had the Ashettes, who were these lovely burlesque And what stuck out babes. of them? <laughs> they had fire helmets, too. That's right. I noticed. La Chulita and Paula Baby. And they were all color-coordinated, black and red, and a beautiful white goat. And uh, Eric Garcetti oh, came goat. out. He wasn't sacrificed. It wasn't that kind of story. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Garcetti came out and Tom LaBonge, and they both met the goat and uh, talked with the shepherdess, Sarah Bunton, about the possibilities of having a meeting and talking about coming up with a real plan for turning goats into just one of the, um, the battles um, you know, on the on the front of fire safety. So, I was amazed to see there are still shepherds. It's yeah. still a valid career choice. Well, well, it actually mm -hmm. seems to be a growing career. Yeah. Um, and and in, you know, uh, Sarah and her husband Hugh have only been doing it for nine years. They are longtime goat owners. They got a goat as their wedding gift 29 years ago. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> They're from Oregon. <laughs> okay, that explains. Okay, but uh, Frankie. I mean, did, did they register? I for... know. Goats are us. Target. Let's see. I'd like the dishware and a goat. And well, not just one. Some linens. You, need, you, need, you need six. You have to six have a few or eight. Relations. Yeah. You can't really herd a goat. Yeah. That's your job. They come yeah. thin. Yeah. <laughs> but but Frankie now has a MySpace page. It's at myspace.com slash Frankie the Fire Goat. And all of his friends are beautiful girls. <laughs> well, actually, I think they asked for kids. Yeah. Yeah. So they wanted kids, but then they ended up getting, you know, baby Me. goats. <laughs> and, and, and one yeah. of the, one of you know, once you go goat, you know. 
One of these lovely ladies actually <laughs> uh -huh. said it's her life ambition to become a shepherdess and, and to have her own goats up in Ventura County. So wait and see. I think this is mm. this is a you know a new budding career option. For it's amazing. I always thought of goats as having very bad reputations. You know. Well, that's what <laughs> we're trying to change. And yeah. yeah. Well, what's wrong with that? But, oh, nothing's wrong with eating. You need pants? I've been being ill-tempered and that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, really. It's just great to see you know, the, the other side of the goat. <laughs> well, we saw the other side. I was nothing, there, nothing's there wrong with having pellets. a bad reputation, but uh, yeah. that's just me. <laughs> so, you know, I, we've been on the air for quite a while, and I, I think perhaps we need to have a word from one of our sponsors. A word from our sponsor. Let's have a word from our sponsor. You don't think we're doing this for free, do you? <laughs> well, our sponsors pay good money. And now, yeah. a word from our sponsor. This project is brought to you by the Overland Big Touring 6. Now 59% less likely to decapitate wanton flappers than last year's model. Well, 111% <clears throat> of those residents of Los Angeles own their own bungalow. Are you one of the remaining 4% who do not? The Los Angeles Residential Humanity and Eugenic Improvement Association demands you purchase your bungalow today. We now rejoin and resume the 1947 Projection Pro Podcast Nation. Stay tuned for partial excitement. Wow. <laughs> I got a stiffy. Put that down. <laughs> All right. You know, we don't expect you to do nothing for the next two weeks while you wait for us to come back on the air again. So we just want to let you know about some of the fun things that are happening in your community, which is more or less Los Angeles. <laughs> On Friday, the 1st of June, you can go to the opening reception of the Ed Big Daddy Roth exhibit at La Luz de Jesus Gallery and see some, some hot rod and wackiness there. Uh, that's, of course, over in Los Feliz Way. Wow. And uh, the show is up through the month of June, so even you can remember that. For all the rat things in the audience. Um, I'll pa pass this one to you, my dear. What's next? Well, gosh, Ronnie Mac's Barn Dance, the El Cid, and that's free. With uh, <laughs> Archie Francis and Corn Pop, the Cheatin' Kind, the Dime Box, Band of the Deans. Why, that's at uh, 20 o'clock, going to 2330. In the future. Uh, and then... Uh, hey, what's at... Uh, uh, with the, uh, that's at, uh, you know, Tuesday. Wednesday, uh, the 6th June, of now, June. And then the, the, the last remaining seats. It's one of, up, one of those it? pricey, fancy pants last remaining seats show down at the Orpheum on Broadway. Gosh, what a theater. It's a 1926 production of uh, Garbo and Gilbert. Ooh la la, in Flesh and the Devil. Brrr, that one's the bee's knees, eh? Yeah, Garbo talks. No, not yet. <laughs> no, not quite yet, but uh, you can talk to Garbo at least. And then you throw your popcorn at her or something like that. You know, once she went to Gay's Lion Farm when she first came to town. That's and, right. Uh, it, was a, it was a big uh, publicity stunt that her press agent had set up. She didn't really understand what was going on because her English was rather poor. So I don't really understand what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. Um, well, they, they took her and they wanted her to go into the stunt cage while one of the very large lions looked like it was sitting with her. And she said... Better her than me. Oh, oh those horrible beasts, she said. That's sort of like Bella Lugosi. But she, she did agree to sit and hold the little lion cub. Eddie! Eddie! <laughs> Come, Eddie, I need you. Um, yeah, who, who, who doesn't love an old junkie? Uh, Bella? In this audience? Greta? 
<laughs> Put down the gun and I'll mix you a drink. On Thursday, <laughs> the 7th of June, uh, Janet Klein and her parlor boys are at the Steve Allen Theater at the Center for Inquiry West on Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Janet, of course, is one of our great favorites. She is an old-timey chanteuse who does naughty and lovely songs of the 20s and 30s and has a really cute band. And That's right. What a wardrobe. And she's really cute. Yeah. And that's at 10 o'clock, so everybody should uh, come on out for that on uh, Thursday, uh, the 7th of June. I think it'll be over by 10, but but as you say. And then that's our... That's what it our, says on the thing. Hmm, 20 o'clock is 8. You were well, in the Army, the, were you? Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. And the next week, we've got nothing for you to do, so just sleep or read a book or something. And on the, the oh, 15th, don't do that. 15th of June, you can go to Frere Tex on Sunset Boulevard. I hear there's new wireless radio. Yes, there is. Uh, uh, Madame Pamita is presenting her Lyceum of Musical Augury. That, too, is free. And what she does is absolutely charming and cute. She wears oldie-timey underwear <clears throat> out in public. And she brings a deck of tarot cards. And each card is associated with a song from her repertoire. And as you can imagine, many men run to the front of the stage <laughs> to draw a card and have her sing a song to them. Um, gee, that's cute. Wow. I, uh, is it getting warm in here? That's <laughs> no, just you. Uh, and then the Saturday on the 16th, we've got the debut of one of our esoteric bus adventures. That's uh, John Fonte's Bunker Hill from 1 o'clock to 6 o'clock. That's a tour about the scribe of the Bunker Hill community, John Fonte of Ask the Dust fame, the, right. um, the great favorite of Charles Bukowski. And this is a tour that sort of combines one of our earlier crime tours, Nightmares, Nightmares of Bunker Hill. Bunker Hill. Bunker yeah. Hill. A lot of really awful things happen on Bunker Hill. <laughs> but when we gave that tour... A lot of, a lot of people being vitriolized. Yeah, we had the vitriol thrower. Yeah. It was sort of a sad tour because it was just spot after spot where something awful happened. And there was a really ugly building there now. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Taj Mahoney. There was like seven separate homes where tiny little girls were lit on fire or some gent was uh, had vitriol thrown in his face and uh, et, cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah. The little girl. That was one of the saddest stories of all. That was like Christmas Day, 1902 or thereabouts. And she's on the steps of her mansion with her big brother. And uh, he got a little toy train with a real tender in it. And she leaned over it and caught fire. <laughs> And burned to death. And the maid came and like tried to put her out and burned her hands horribly. And the, the poor little angel screamed and cried. Yeah, the, 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 the servant girl wrapped her up in a carpet, which when you have a little girl who's wearing like an all corduroy outfit and it's a flame, don't wrap her up in a carpet. Because then she's just going to smolder. <laughs> just kind of a bad idea. For future reference. These are the things you learn only here. And of course, if you want to go on that tour, you should just go to esoteric.com or call 323-BAD-CROP. You know, this is all funny because it, it happened to somebody else. <laughs> but don't worry, dear listener. Someday it will happen to you. And then on, <laughs> Sunday, then on Sunday, June 17th. <laughs> at the Grand Old Echo, this is a free show. And uh, it's actually free every Sunday through October in the afternoons on Sundays at the Echo in fabulous Echo Park on Sunset Boulevard. Uh, that is Blood on the Saddle. Gosh, remember that? God, remember that? Yeah, blood on the saddle. Wow. Um, Holy cow. The famous volcanoes, the Dimebox Band. And Triple Chicken Foot. Triple Chicken Foot. I think the Dimebox Band is another of Pamita's outfits, but she doesn't wear her underpants on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> but you should go see both of them. And then the following Saturday, June 23rd. This is a secret because usually we would stop the calendar right there. We're only giving you a two-week calendar. 
But just because you've listened this far into the podcast and you haven't screamed or cried yet. We don't know that. We don't know that. <laughs> of course they have. They've screamed and cried. This is a top secret esoteric bus adventure that's not being announced to anybody yet unless they're in the West Adams Heritage Association or the Art Deco Society of Los Angeles. Weird West Adams. 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. No. What? 11 a.m. <laughs> to 3 p.m. And if you go to the esoteric.com website, you'll see a listing. But it's top secret. And everybody on it is going to be dressed really cute. And it's all There's a lot of underpants involved. And, and that's on uh, Saturday, June 23rd. Saturday, June 23rd. And, you know, that might, that might be announced at some point in the future. But we want to fill it with really Crime great people from uh, the preservation community and people who have great clothes. All preservation, all the time. That's right. So the other thing we wanted to do. Oh, wait, gosh, there's more stuff. <laughs> oh my god more stuff nah, you know what I'm going to save this for the next podcast what are you with the more stuff greetings those of the computational device here's true king of the skies Hugo Eckner ach I spit on Herr Lindbergh he who purports to use Hal Grudel's soothing elixirs Dr. Fitzwater's liniumented tonic cures the catar and dispels the dropsy. Purchase Dr. Fitzwater's potion at your local apothecary today! <laughs> dispels the dropsy. I love that. I love it. Well, a moment to collect, and <laughs> we'll tell you all about the event. What's going on yeah, this okay. month in 1927? June 3rd, uh, the world premiere of The Rough Riders will be at the Million Dollar Theater, Broadway and 3rd. I got a pack of those. <laughs> I like the sandpaper style. <laughs> for her Third is grade. <laughs> no, I turn them inside out for my blood. <laughs> it's about Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> hey! Yes, it is. That's what I was talking about! <laughs> I guess he is one of the sexier presidents, but... Oh, that he's mustache. really rough. He has the mustache. That mustache. Handlebars he can hold on to. Oh, God, no. Anyhow, this epic. This epic um, yeah, stars Mary Pickford and... Uh, directed by Victor Fleming. And, let's see, according to the ad, Clara Bow, Faye Ray, and Eddie Cantor will be among the stars in attendance. On the 1947 project, Nathan has been spending a lot of time covering the floods going on in the Gulf Coast. If you'd like to do something for the floods in the Gulf Coast, the Wilshire's Women's Club will be meeting uh, in the afternoon on June 7th for a sewing and mending meeting. Uh, they'll be preparing donated clothing items and linens for shipping to flood victims. To make a donation, call Mrs. E. Stuckey at Whitney 5763. Okay, let's look at Tuesday, June 14th. We have Robin Hood at the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, it's a light opera with a 500-person cast. Say ooh, say ah. Woo! Yes, there we go. Ow. Yes, very impressive. Ow. And ow. it's one of the, ow, largest <laughs> productions ever staged at the Bowl. Tickets are expected to sell out, so don't wait. Uh, the, the performance ends, oh dear, 
As the performance ends on opening night, this is not an auspicious beginning, audiences will be treated to a total eclipse of the moon, <laughs> which, which surprisingly does not cost extra, and uh, a, a total eclipse of the moon from their seats. Yes, 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 indeed. So 1830 to 22, oh my God. For all of you military people out there, it's 1830 to 2330, which I think is what? I have no Actually, military. That's an oh, error. Five, five, and three is eight. Eight. No, we. No, that's just a mistake. We just it go. It starts at dusk. Yes, at go to dusk. the bowl when it starts to get dark. If there's a moon, it's dark. It's dark, know. and the the total. Hey, I've got a full moon right now. <laughs> no, please, crime book. Put it away. Eclipse? Put it away. Put the that. The rough rider rides again. Yes, please. Ha <laughs> ha There's a moon out tonight. Please put it away. And Thursday, June 16th, the world premiere of Topsy and Eva at the Egyptian Theater. Rosetta and Vivian Duncan take their stage act to celluloid in this hilarious blackface travesty of Uncle Tom's Cabin. Oh, oh, Mr. Benny! Oh, oh! <laughs> Sid Grauman presents the Wonder Prologue, a musical extravaganza with over 50 performers, including the Duncan sisters, who will appear each night of the film's four-week Los Angeles engagement. And I think that sometime during the next two weeks, all of us will be stepping out to see, is your daughter safe? That's Not right. with me. <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> right now. I'll give a pony ride. <laughs> Put the pony away, Crimbo. I can't. It's attached. <laughs> I was afraid of that. Put on the feed bag. Oh, a girl after my own heart. <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> okay. We're going to find out now if your daughter is safe. Probably not. Uh, is your daughter safe? Is opening for its 12th week at the California. 12 weeks. That's a hit. Yes, it is. It's a bona fide hit for 12 weeks at the California Theater. And the topic of the film, well, the most important thing for you to know is if you're a man, please leave your wife at home. You can go. There are specific times for you to go to this film, and I think they have a special showing for men on Sunday, and women... You're supposed to go to church on Sunday. No, not when you can see women, you know, no. church, dragged church. into white slavery. <laughs> You've, and, white slavery? Because the other kind is okay, but well, white slavery, well, yeah, I mean, that's just in bad taste. Well, the other is a given. White slavery is very bad taste. And, and, and I would understand that were I to see uh, this in the uh, company of women, I would be turned into some sort of rapacious, lust-filled, mad beast and begin attacking the fair sex. Uh, and that would be and. different. Yeah, that would be different from you. Because I don't do that on Usually, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Oh, well, Sundays, if you have it penned in on your calendar to be a rapacious wild beast on Tuesdays, I would leave it alone. Right, but, no, they would never even let you in the theater. In fact, outside of the theater, there may be a woman in a cage. This is making a statement. Yes. What? I'm afraid so. See, gasps all round. Yes. There might be a woman in a cage. Karibo has one of these at home. A woman in a cage. He's gonna. I think he's gonna feed her. So what do you rent home. her for anyway? Yeah. I ain't telling. It's under the table money, non-reporting. You have to report every penny, and that. Yes, that's. I think that's pretty much enough of. Is your daughter safe? Just know that she probably isn't. Not with white slavers running around out there. Every corner. Um, Every corner, of course, uh, venereal disease, 
This is true. This is very upsetting to people. We don't even want That's why we can't see it together. The people at this table right now would have to see it according to their gender. We couldn't all go see it together. It's just there, there not is there venereal health? <laughs> yeah. No, only disease. Oh, okay. All right. Only disease. My doctor was wrong. Why, yeah. why is it that we talk about eating disorders, but no one talks about drinking disorders? <laughs> now, are there two different versions of the film? One no. for male audience and one no, for No, no, it's the same film. Oh. It's just that they don't want you to see it together. They're, they're, men will be seeing it at one time and women at another. It's, this is this is very, very important to know. So please leave your, your significant other, your spouse, at home. Is this an expensive show? No, I don't think it is. I think it's just... Uh, mere pennies to be educated as well as titillated and <laughs> oh, edification and delectation. Yeah. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> Thank God. That's too easy. <laughs> I put it out there especially for you too. If I had a dollar for every time I've heard I'm not touching that one. <laughs> and those are just a few of the events going on for the next two weeks in June nineteen twenty seven. See you there. Woo! And now, ladies and gentlemen, a moment with Crimebo. Yeah, thank you. Are you like me and think that 80% of the drivers on the road just suck? Well, they do. Are you one of those people that stops short about 10 feet from the crosswalk beat the red light? Are you one of those people that changes lanes without signaling? How about the person that doesn't pull forward fast enough when the left turn light has come up? Well, up yours. Thank you. Moment with Crimebo. Thank you, Crimebo, for that very thoughtful interjection. Sure. And, and we'll be hearing another moment from Crimebo on, on every episode of this podcast if we can actually get this crowd together again. Just so you know, Crimebo is available for bookings. He just played a birthday party not so long ago, and he does slumber parties, bar mitzvahs, anniversaries, weddings. His speciality... And don't forget uh, canonizations. You have not played a canonization yet, but he is available. His speciality is, of course, bringing his big book of terrible crimes to your special event and telling you all the worst things that happened on your very, very special day throughout history. That's beheadings and terrible, violent outbursts, uh, political or personal, and uh, people who maybe ran into the wrong person and people who did things they shouldn't have done. And they're all wonderful rich stories you get to find out about all the serial killers born on your day or your anniversary and anyway if you're interested in booking crime bow you can just go to 1947project.com and send an email his day rate is really much less than banging yourself over to the head with a hammer and going to the emergency room and now kids remember just go into your mother's purse and get a credit card all right, I don't care what it is, Visa, MasterCard, Discover, and you can call and you can book me for as long as you want. Yes, TCB. And now a word from one of our other sponsors. Norma Shearer says, I drank Canada Dry, so that's why I left. Consume Americana brand gingerated ales immediately. Ladies, 
During the magical time unique to our species, that of our percolated out porridge, do you find the use of activated charcoal cage linings to be infelicitous and awkward? Please, if you will try Dr. Eunice Wolfsk's of Eunice Wolfsk Institute of Epidi... Epidi... <laughs> Epidemiology! Epidemiology! <laughs> Radon and Feldspar Anti-Leakage Women's Unit. It's for everyone's benefit. <laughs> <laughs> Leakage Women's Unit. That so Thus concludes the premiere edition of the 1947 Project podcast. We will be doing this golly every couple of weeks. Yeah, why not? Why not? You know, we're, bl- we're blogging, we were Good out times. on the bus, Crimebo's playing his parties. The- yeah, the- just next time, there better be whiskey. There's <laughs> whiskey. Oh, ho, ho! <laughs> After- wow, hiding it from me. Wow. <laughs> and, of course, if you would like to be whiskey. featured on one of these 1947 Project blog podcasts, for instance, if you'd like to ask Crimebo a question, because Crimebo is, in addition to our homegrown, mean-spirited Andy Rooney. He is an advice columnist, and like Dr. Laura, he does have a son in the military who's a complete sociopath. That's true. I call him Spunky. (laughs) Right, so we'll be hearing stories about Spunky, and if you need any advice about your personal life, your job, where you're going to go on vacation, Crimebo has opinions on pretty much everything. Everything. Tell us why you call him Spunky. That's an interesting story. Well, <laughs> maybe that's for next week. Yeah. And week. Yes. Fortnite. Good night. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Thank Say you. goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Good night, everybody. <laughs> and, and, and veins in the teeth and, and skull parts and everything like that. Oh, it was fantastic. Do you have a question for Crimebo the Crime Clown? He would love to know your question. He may or may not answer it, however he would love to know it. All you need to do is go to 1947project.com on your computational device and send an email to Crimebo the Crime Clown. Ask your question. Use as many specific words with as many syllables as you wish, and if he wishes to answer it, gosh, you may hear it here first on the 1947 Project podcast. Till next time, bye-bye.